you are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. We are in our last week of our series, The God I Never Knew, and it's uh, been a, out based off of a book written by Pastor Robert Morris from Texas, uh, Gateway Church. It's been a phenomenal book that I've been going through, and so, uh, I mean, if you, if you need more literature and you like to study more, um, you can... Uh, Definitely pick up that book um, on Amazon, <laughs> just like everything else in the world. We are on our uh, third week of our series, The God I Never Knew, and, and this has been a journey looking at the Holy Spirit and, and who the Holy Spirit is. Week one, we, underst- or we learned that the Holy Spirit, He is our helper, He is our friend, and He is also our God. And last week... We looked at the, uh, what is Pentecost? There, there's been this weird thing of, of being fearful of, of what the Pentecost is and are you a Pentecostal church? And, and we looked that really the word Pentecost just means 50. And uh, God chose the Pentecost, the, the festival, uh, to have his Holy Spirit uh, be poured out on his people. As Jesus ascended, he said, I'm going to send you a helper. And, uh, and, and he chose to send down the helper of the Holy Spirit that day. And today, uh, as we conclude, uh, we're going to look at being filled with the Spirit. And, and I do want to say this. Uh, we have doing our best to remove all the, the, the things that, that really um, have nothing to do with, uh, with what we learned about the Holy Spirit. And we're trying to take away, away the weirdness and the awkwardness. And so... I just want to set that up for you when I gave you the title, Filled with the Spirit, because I don't want anyone to be like, oh my gosh, what did I sign up for today? It's going to be okay. We're going to make it through it. And so the verse that we're going to be looking at, our theme verse today, is found in Acts chapter 8. This is going to be our opening verse, but it's also going to set the stage for the journey that we're going to be going on this morning. And here it says this, but the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. So this is after the upper room experience. Uh, Verse 5, it says, Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told uh, told the people there about the Messiah. The crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs that he did. I I want to point out this idea that these people, they were amazed at Philip. They were amazed at the work that he was doing. Almost as if they were thinking like they couldn't do that and they couldn't work in, in the same amazing grace and power that Philip was working for. And last week we understood that Holy Spirit is for me and for you and for all of us. And, and so uh, I want to pray one more time and then we're going to jump into the message and uh, we'll make it to Applebee's by lunchtime. Come on, somebody. Let's pray. What was that? Oh, yeah. Mm. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. God, we thank you for this amazing opportunity that we've already had uh, this morning. Um, I pray right now that you would just, uh, you would speak through me. God, that you would uh, have your way in this experience. 
Father, we thank you for your kindness. God, we, we don't want to leave here the same way that we came. We want to leave even better, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world. We love you so much. And God, would you please be with the 49ers today as they need help, like us all, but they need it more. And so we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. My gosh. So I had just recently, uh, I, I just recently came back from Charleston, North Car South Carolina. I, I don't know. It's one of the Carolinas. And, and uh, I just came back in, uh, two weeks ago. I, I, I went there three days for this amazing conference that, that I was able to just, uh, just be able to be poured into. And then I spent two days with a, with a couple buddies from my uh, Bible college, and we just, we hung out, we had fun, we caught up, we all have kids now, and so uh, rather than talking about whatever college kids typically talk about, we were talking about how our kids are, and it's a very, it's this weird dynamic that we are working on now, and, um, but nonetheless, we, uh, we, we were there, and, and my buddy, the host, the guy that, that we stayed with, he, he said, guys, Tonight, I'm going to take you on a journey. We're going to check out three restaurants that, this is true, three restaurants that they all serve the best at these different things. And I, I'm a foodie. I love food. Hello. <laughs> like, I love food. It's, and so, um, so I'm, I was excited. I'm like, hey, let's, let's go. This is going to be, this is going to be great. And and so we went to dinner, and the first place that he took us was uh, this place, and they sold the best chicken sandwich ever. And when I say chicken sandwich, it was a deep-fried chicken sandwich. Come on. All of you, oh, I just want a rotisserie chicken sandwich. No. If it's not fried, it ain't chicken. <laughs> and... and <laughs> And, uh, and, and so we, he, he took us there in this, it, it was like a homemade bun, battered, deep fried chicken, uh, this slaw, they put a coleslaw on there uh, that was just like, oh, it was amazing. Um, and, uh, and, and they brought us this, this sandwich and he's like, you're going to love this. This is the best chicken sandwich in Charleston. And I was like, okay. I bit into it. I was like, oh my. This is the best chicken sandwich in Charleston. Like it, like it was juicy. Like it was one of those sandwiches that when you bite into it, like the juice runs down your elbows, and you're like, <laughs> or at least I do. And um, <laughs> and it was amazing. Uh, I didn't realize this, but Charleston was is known for oysters. And so we ordered a couple oysters there, and uh, and we were we were just eating, and it was it was phenomenal. We were done with dinner, and uh, it was almost to the point where we were like, guys, we're, I'm kind of full. Like this is, like I'm ready, I'm just full. And my buddy that was hosting us, he said, no, we have two more spots to go. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's go. And he's, and so it was a block down, and so we, we walked to the next restaurant. In this restaurant, uh, the magazine Bon Appetit, 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 whatever, uh, it voted this burger the number one burger in the nation, okay? 
And so we were there, and um, and we 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 ordered this this. Um, it, it was the cheeseburger, and it was just it was just who's hungry right now? Yeah. Okay, so it's working. Um, and, and it was, just, it was, there were little sliders, but uh, this, this cheeseburger, again, you bit down to, bit into it, and the grease down to your elbows. Like, we were at the point where we were just like, stand under my elbow, right? Like, just, like dripping. That's gross. That's visual. I know. I understand. I understand. That was too far, John. Um, <laughs> And we're eating this, this burger, and we're like, this is amazing. We ordered some garlic fries with it. And uh, we, this, this was our second dinner. The first dinner was enough. Like, like clearly we should have not, we, like, we, we didn't have to go to the second spot. But we went to the second spot, and we ate. And then while we were there, the, uh, the manager, I think he may have even been the owner, he came to our table and he was like, hey, have you guys checked out this other spot across the street? It's Italian food, and they serve the best pesto pizza in town. <laughs> and so, like, we're like, okay, thank you for letting us know. And he leaves, and then we're in this discussion at the dinner table. Guys, should we do this? I'm kind of full. I'm full from the first dinner. The second one, it's... It's great, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I have room for this third place. We talked about it, and we decided that we weren't going to go to the third place. Someone said yes. That's not a yes. That's we yeah. Oh, so we we didn't go to the third place, and I remember. Um, as I was flying back from, from um, Charleston to San Francisco, I remember thinking, just because, again, I love food, and this is all I, like, all I think about. I, I was thinking, like, man, I wonder what I missed. Like, I wonder how amazing that pizza dough was. I, I wonder how awesome that pesto sauce was. And, and I remember flying... In, in that plane, sitting there thinking, I wish I would have just done it. I wish I would have tried it out. I wish we would have made that last stop on this journey. I was thinking about my gluttony experience. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was thinking about my experience and and how we were going to three different spots on this journey of, of trying to experience the best Charleston had to offer. And I begin to think, like, that's a lot like the journey that God has for each and every one of us. I'll explain. There are three experiences that God desires for all of us. That, that for each, of, each and every one of us to experience. And... I think just like how my friends and I, we're, we're, we're okay with the first two experiences. And then we get to the third one and we're like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to try this out. I don't, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know, I don't know if, I, if I have enough capacity to do this. 
And so what we're going to do, we're going to look at these three experiences, and, and then we're going to spend time on the third experience. But, but what we're going to do is we're going to look at the story that we were reading in Acts chapter 8 to really lay out for us these three experiences that God has, not just for me, uh, not just for people who've been Christian forever, but even those, if you're here this morning and you are still on the fence of, man, should I try this Christianity thing out or not? Listen, this is for you too. And so I just want you guys to lean in and to, and to see what God has for you today. And so, so just a recap of what we read in Acts chapter 8. Here's Philip. He, he was part of the 120 in the upper room. They just uh, experienced, they encountered the Holy Spirit that Jesus had promised. And now there's a boldness inside of them to go share this message of hope with other people. And so the Bible says that they, they disperse, and, uh, and Philip, he finds his way in this place called Samaria. And when you read this text in, in, in Acts chapter 8, it, I read the Bible as like a movie scene. And so here it is, scene 1, camera A, rolling on Philip. And the Bible says that, we read it, that, that people were amazed by the miracles that Philip was performing. And then as you read the text, it's like all of a sudden the director yells, cut! Goes from camera A to camera B. And camera B is, is now rolling on this man named Simon. And Simon, the Bible says, he, he, he was working with some, uh, with some magic. And people were actually amazed by it. He, 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 was, he was doing all kinds of miracles. And people were like, wow, this, this, this Simon cat is for real. But then watch what happens once Philip comes on to the scene. Verse 12, Acts chapter 8, verse 12. But now... The people believed. Can you say believed? Philip's message. Now the people believed Philip's message. Now, this is important because they didn't just believe any message. Watch the message that they believed. They believed Philip's message of good news, so the gospel, concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. So within this verse, here's the first experience that God has for each and every one of us. This is for your notes. Salvation. God desires that all men and women will be saved. That all men and all women would, would encounter the love of Jesus that they would surrender their lives to Jesus and their life will never be the same. Paul writes it this way in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. He says this, if you confess with your mouth, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So there's this aspect, the, the first stop, the first experience, this was the chicken dinner. The first stop was God desires for all men to be saved. And here's the beauty of this. Whatever the next two experiences are, 
All you need to go to heaven is this first one. That you would be saved. That you would find life in Christ. But the journey continues. It, it could stop there just like that chicken sandwich. We, we could stop there, but there was something more for us. And so we kept moving down the journey. And, and, and so here is the second experience that we read in uh, the second half of verse 12 of Acts chapter 8. It says this, as a result, so as a result of the men and women believing, many men and women were baptized. Here's the second experience that God has for us. Water baptism. So God, he, he desires all men uh, to be saved. And then after that, he's like, but hey, the journey, the journey is still going. I still got something for you. I still have more for you. And, and the second stop is, is water baptism. And, and it's important to understand that this is separate from the first one. Because if you needed to be water baptized to be saved, then you would have been, your salvation would have been, you would have been working for your salvation. But, but our faith comes through grace, right? In faith. And, and so it's a separate experience that, that God has for you. And it's his water baptism. Uh, the best way that someone had described water baptism to me is, is this. If salvation is the wedding ceremony, then water baptism is that ring on the finger. It's a public declaration of letting people know, hey, I am aligning myself with Jesus. I'm aligning myself with what he has for me. And so we have two experiences. They're both separate. We really only need one, and yet God has given us these other two for our benefit. And, and, and so the second one was water baptism. And, and let's keep reading in Acts chapter 14 through 16. What's interesting, if you look in the text in, 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 in your Bible, it almost looks, as you read it, it almost looks like the experiences stop right there. It, it, it almost looks like that's it. We have salvation, we have water baptism, and that's it. But if you start in verse 14, he picks it up, and here it is. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. So, so word got out to the mothership that people are being saved, people are being water baptized. And so they send word back to Jerusalem and they're like, hey, something is happening here in Samaria. God is doing something here. And Peter and John, the big dogs, they get word and they're like, hey, we're going to come down and we're, we're going to see what is going on. Verse 15, as soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. So here, here's the third step on our journey. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's step one. Step one is me becoming a new person. Step two is me, uh, is my old Self, dying, removing it. And step three 
gives me power to walk in the new. And so here's why that's important. Because what God has called you and I to do, like we cannot do it on our own strength. God has called us to be salt and light, Matthew 5, right? But in order for us to live out the ability of what he has called us to do, we need outside help. And so, so he has given us the ability to tap into the Holy Spirit so that we can fulfill the calling and purpose that he has for our lives. And it's amazing to me because, again, just like the restaurants, the first two were good, the third one were like, I don't know if I really need it right now. I think for a lot of us, and we talked about this a little bit last week, we're okay with the first two. Like, we're all like, okay, uh, I need Jesus. We're all like, it's just water, I'll be baptized. And then we look at the third one and we're like, I don't know if I really need that one. I've heard stories about people that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've been to churches, right? Like we say this to ourselves. I've been to churches where I've seen people who are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like, I'm not down with snakes. Like, right? Like, like we're like, I'm not down. Like, I don't know if this. And, and we, we, we look at these things and we're like, I don't really know if this third one is for me. And I think it's interesting how the enemy would come and distort the third, bat, the, third, uh, the third experience. Because he knows that in the third experience, that's where we get power. So, so we, we, we're, we're, we, he understands that like this is a critical step for us as believers to step into. But he knows that the moment that we tap into that, the moment he's in trouble. And so I believe that he has like tried to distort the beauty of the Holy Spirit to make it think that it's something weird and something not for me and something that, that it's, it, it, some people think that the Holy Spirit stopped working when all the apostles died. And whatever it is, whatever the case is, the enemy has distorted this, the beauty of the Holy Spirit. Because if he can get you to fear it, maybe he can get you to forget about it. And so here we are, the third experience. And we have a, we have a choice. Do I want to tap into all that God has for me? Like, I've been saved, I'm good, I got my fire insurance, hello. I'm going to heaven, I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus, with God. I've been water baptized, like, that was, you know, like, I'm going to let people know. (laughs) But do I want to step into everything that God has for me? And so this morning... In my last few moments together, I want to give you three things in how we embrace the person of the Holy Spirit. And so for all you note takers, number one, here's the first thing. We remove all barriers. We remove all barriers. 
God has so much in store for you. He has so much in store. I don't care about your past. I don't care what, like he has so much in store for you. But your ability to get there is dependent on your willingness to remove the barriers that are in front of you. And so there are things in our lives that are preventing us, that are acting as barriers from us getting from where we're at to where God wants us. There, there are barriers in our lives that are preventing us from getting what God has for us, from what we have now to what God wants for us. And our ability to reach those things is dependent on our ability to remove the barriers that are preventing us from stepping into those things. So let me ask you this. What, maybe for you, it's, it's, there's a barrier. Like you've never made a decision to follow Christ. This morning, what, what is a barrier that's preventing you from doing that? Maybe you're here and you've never been water baptized. And, and, and what, like what, what is the barrier besides being in a pool of five other people and being the last one dunked? I get that. What's the other barrier <laughs> that's in the way? Let me ask you this, since we're talking about this this morning. What, what is the barrier that's preventing you from tapping into all that God has through you, through the God, through, through the person of the Holy Spirit? Like, what, what barrier is it? He has so much for so much for you. So much for you. So number one, remove all barriers. Number two, and, and you have verses in your notes too, so I'm just and you can look at the verses on your own time. I'm just kidding. Number two, request the gift of the Holy Spirit. So number one, we remove all barriers. Number two, we request the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, now the word baptism sounds, ooh, right? Like, I, I get it. It sounds a, little, sounds a little intense. Baptized in the Holy Spirit, that, that like lifts it a notch, right? Like, you're like, what is going to happen? But he, he, here's the beauty of it. The word baptized in the Greek is the word baptizo, and it, literally just means be fully immersed into. To be fully submerged. And so being baptized in the Holy Spirit is you being fully immersed, fully submerged into all that God has for your life. And that's it. And, and, and he, has, he has so much for you and so you, you being filled with the Spirit is literally you just saying, Holy Spirit, I want everything that you have for me. And we're going to have an opportunity to do that at the end of our worship experience. And so, again, I think for a lot of us, we have like this picture in our heads of, of, of it and Maybe, maybe you're like, I, I don't want to do this because I don't want flames of tongues over my head or 
Like, I don't want to shake or I don't want to fall down or <laughs> I don't want to run around in a circle. Like, whatever. Whatever it is that you've seen that you're like, Come on, it's beautiful. But he, here is the result. Oh, I, I love that Luke 11 says every perfect gift. Do we have that verse? If, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more? Like I'm a daddy of three. I love giving my kids gifts. But how much more? Well, your Father in heaven, give the Holy Spirit to those who will. Three people, that's amazing. We'll ask him. See, here, here's the result of being filled with the Holy Spirit. You guys ready for this? It's kind of twofold. Here's the result. The first one is this, or uh, excuse me, the result of being filled with the Spirit is that he unlocks spiritual gifts, gifts, that are meant, watch this, for the benefit of others. So he unlocks spiritual gifts, plural, and I'll tell you why I'm saying plural, that are meant as a benefit, benefit, as a benefit to others. Notice, he's, notice I said gifts. I think the church in whole has just been enamored with one gift. He gives multiple gifts. He gives numerous gifts. And the second thing, he, he, he doesn't just give more than just one gift that, that we, if you grew up in church, you were told that's the only gift. That's proof that Holy Spirit is living in you. Pull up, pull up the first lesson or the first message in this series on our podcast, and it talks about that. But here, here's the second one. Here's the second one. Uh, so he, he, gives, he gives gifts as, as evidence, right? But, but here, here's the second thing, um, that it's a benefit for others. I don't know what benefit there is in the world that scares people away. So the gifts that the Holy Spirit has for you, they're not meant to freak people out. Come on, somebody. They're not meant to make people not want to come to church. They're there as a benefit for others. I love Paul, he addresses this in, in Corinthians. He, he addresses the, the biggest one that, 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 that you hear about a lot is tongues. And, 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 and Paul, he addresses this. He's like, hey, if, this, if there's a meeting with unbelievers, like this gift is not to freak them out. <laughs> Listen, I believe in the prayer language. I when, when I was um, filled with the Spirit, I, I, God gave me a beautiful prayer language that I, that I use every day, and so I'm not anti it. But I am very, very, very intentional 
with where it goes. He said, he said, it's not there to freak people out. Listen, whatever gift Holy Spirit has for you, it's not there to freak people out. It's there as their benefit. I love it. I, we're, we're removing the, the weirdness. We're removing those things that, that, this, that, that, that we've been maybe taught, that, that we've seen that has kind of held us back from ever wanting to tap into this third experience that, that God has for us. Paul, he, he, says, he says that I'd rather you prophesy. That's a benefit. He says, as it benefits the body than doing one that confuses people. Come on, he, he's given us gifts. He, here's the beautiful thing about this. Like, we are so, we, are, we, we believe that God has wired you for a specific purpose. And we, we believe it so much on our second step of our growth track. Now, if you don't know what our growth track is, you can go to the next step station. They'll, they'll help you. Uh, they'll define what growth track is for you. But it's basically just our journey that the church has for you. Like, we want to help you to know God, to find freedom, discover your purpose, so that you can make a difference. Like in your workplace, at home, in your family, but also within the local church that you're planted in because I believe wholeheartedly that the local church is the hope of the world. And so, he, so here we are. Uh, we, we have this thing called growth track and on step two of growth track, we actually help you discover the spiritual gifts God's given you. And so uh, I think this is a great opportunity at the end of our worship experience to go back to the next step station, sign up for growth track and, and discover these gifts that he has for you, that he wants to give to you, not to freak people out, but as a benefit for other people. Because he's called you to make a difference in this world. And so here it is, uh, how to, uh, to be filled with the Spirit, remove all barriers, request the gift of the Holy Spirit. And here is number three, and I am done. Receive him by faith. Receive him by faith. Here, here's something that I don't understand about God. I don't know why he does it, but he does is that everything that God has for us requires some step of faith. Like, I would love it if he would just give me proof, hard evidence proof of everything. Like, I would love that. But that's not how he rolls. At some point, we have to step out in faith to receive all that God has for us. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible for you to experience that first stop that he has. Without faith, it's impossible to reach the second one. And without faith, it's impossible to reach the third one. Because at some point, he requires us to step out in faith. Listen, he knows your heart. He knows where you're at. And he knows what you have left. And all he's looking for is a heart of someone that says, God, I know there's more. 
Help me take the next step. to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.